Welcome to Engaged in Conversation, the podcast from Engage Solutions Group. Jürgen, welcome to our studio. It's a pleasure to have you here. Um, it's, it's a real honor to meet with you and to hear about all of your experiences that you're bringing to the table today, um, particularly of interest for our audiences because you're, uh, you've worked with us and you actually run a company that's building a community, which is really exciting and very of the moment, I feel, in the broader sense. Would you like to give us a bit of an introduction to yourself and, and, and what you're doing at the moment? Sure, Phil. And what a pleasure it is to be here. It's just always brilliant. You come to Manchester and you've got no idea that in these buildings in the city centre, there there are tech companies doing just amazing things like you are at uh, Engage Solutions. So it's just brilliant to uh, to be here. And uh, and also what a pleasure it's been to work with, with you and your team on, on building um, our... Uh, our platform, our app, um, which we're we're calling Vocal, and as you say, it very much is a is a community. This is uh, um, business people coming together with a view to seeing if we can give business voices a louder say in helping create a fairer and a better society. And what better place to do that and then on a platform that you're helping builders? Well, that's very kind. Yes, and and. I suppose when people will know of you, of you used to be the CEO of Siemens UK, um, and you're, gosh, probably underplaying you. You're a leading industrialist and many other things. You talk a lot about the fourth industrial revolution as part of that. And so you obviously understand technology and the impact it can have on companies and now on sort of creating community platforms. So how did you get from being at Siemens to here? Talk us a bit about that transition. Well, it does feel a bit weird, I suppose, doesn't it? Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I've always been passionate about manufacturing and engineering and uh, and especially with a view to, to that creating not just great new green technologies, but also creating real prosperity and creating brilliant jobs. So when I was at Siemens, I was just massively proud of the factories we had and of the new factories we uh, we built. Um, but something that I also learned is that to communicate with, with your people in your organisation and to communicate externally from your organisation was a skill that was, well, it was just required to be chief executive. And actually, you know, I, I, I learned to be an engineer and, and I learned to, to, to set up manufacturing businesses. So this is a skill that, that I had to learn and I had to develop. And, uh, and so when I early retired from Siemens, I wanted to do something that was to do with communications, better communications, helping future leaders communicate better um, and communicate in a way in which we, well, we, we tell the world what, what we as business do, which is we create value, we, we, we create huge societal benefits. And, uh, and yeah, and that's why I'm passionate now about comms and, uh, and, and, uh, and society. No, oh, I love it. And I can see that transition and also that passion. It's really there. I mean, you talk about businesses generally as well and having more of a voice and having a strong leadership potential and how that can impact, I suppose, the greater good, even the government as well. And there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, potential for that at the moment, especially uh, how how broad is the is the remit for vocal? Um, 
well, all of those, and uh, and I hope that uh, on vocal, the the dialogue, the conversations, some of the content that we will create, will be on on topics where business can take much broader leadership than than just for their own business. You know, so obviously um, at Siemens, I would have shown a lot of leadership for manufacturing and engineering and technology, um, but why shouldn't somebody at Siemens also take leadership for for mental health um, or for or inclusion in the workplace, or indeed, how are we going to be work in uh, working in the the future post COVID world? How are we going to make sure we have a society where there there is really good values um, and good governance and all those sorts of things? And business has got so much to offer, um, and I just want us to have an explosion of these sorts of positive conversations. That's fantastic. And we've built this platform with you over the last, gosh, how many months now? Quite a few months. I think it's almost a year. Is it a year, gosh. Yeah. And, and uh, it's been really good because obviously we started our journey very much in the colleague space. And then we realized that the same technology could empower those external audiences. And you just touched on that. So we, we, we make customer apps for people. And then we thought we'd transcend that even more. And it was quite timely because I think we talked around that time. And we said, well, yeah, we can do that. We can make a community app. And there's things that we've had to d- dial up for, to, to facilitate that. And so we've kind of gone on that journey together, which has been great. But I can really see the exciting, we're at that point, I think it's Tuesday that you're launching the platform. We are indeed. We're, we're planning to, to launch next week. Well, we are launching next week. Um, and uh, yeah, and we're very excited. And we'll have to see you know, how many business people um, are going to, to share the same passion, uh, to want to communicate in a way um, in which society better understands business and business is better understood for creating value for for society and uh, you know and your your platform your app is so powerful when 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 i first had the idea with my co-founder uh, uh, henrietta to to do this we didn't quite know how we would communicate actually you know and we were more thinking of oh we'll we'll do conferences and uh, you know we were in a more traditional way of of communicating and uh, and the conversations with you led us to um, you know, a much more digital way of doing that and the creation of, uh, of the app. And of course, given that we want to engage, especially with the next generation um, who are you know, absolutely on social media and doing this every day of the week, we think that uh, um, the combination of that, uh, of that vision of communication, but having an app, a digital platform to do it on, I think is going to be very powerful. Yeah, well, I, I agree and hope so too. I, I suppose quick question obviously is around why not utilise the mainstream social media capability that is there that, that often is used in these type of things. Uh, what was the view of thinking, no, actually, no, we really want to have our own platform? Yeah, there's a very important point there, and that is that what we wanted to create is is a safe space and a private space. You know, And I'm a Twitterer and I'm out there doing my <laughs> tweets and things. But, you know, there is a lot of anger um, and, uh, and you can very quickly, um, well, both make a mistake on Twitter. Yeah. And also, even if you haven't made a mistake, you can quickly be put off um, by you know, some of the real negativity that you end up facing. And what we want to do here is to create something else, which is, you know, you don't get negativity, you get encouragement, and it's positive. And it's a peer group of business people supporting each other to develop their communication skills uh, into the public domain. And then once, of course, 
course, we've we've created content and we're happy with some of the communication we've got. Absolutely, we will take some of our vocal conversations and content and we will push that out to mainstream social social media. So, uh, but it's that safe, pr- more private space that we wanted to create with the help of your of your app. That's great, I know, and I totally get it. I mean, gosh, when you look at some of the statistics, Twitter can be a very negative place, can't it? Oh, I mean, particularly, and I know you have a lot of experience in that. <laughs> and sometimes I think good can be as bad as, oh, oh we only got 60 70% negativity around a, a topic or, or an, an audience. And when that's good, you know, that's pretty bad, isn't it? It's not, it's not a great bar to set. Oh, no, it's terrible. And I, I mean, the first time I ever went on Question Time, um, the best advice I got was, you know, don't look at Twitter after your appearance. <laughs> really? Because you will probably never go on again. Now, of course, I, I took that advice for, for a day or two, but then I did. <laughs> yeah, you can't help yourself, you can can't you, having a look? Yourself. And uh, yeah, I mean, the negativity, you know, the rudeness. Um, from some people, you know, it's not from everybody. There is some encouragement as well. Um, but, you know, and, and that's something that we'd like to have an influence on. You know, let's just, let's just help one another. Everybody's got a valid view. Um, and OK, look, I mean, if it's a, a racist, xenophobic, sexist view, I mean, I've got no time for that as well. I mean, that still doesn't mean that I would make an equally negative remark. I mean, I just block that person and never speak to them again. Um, but, you know, actually, most people are not like that. And no, they want not. to have a positive, good, normal conversation and have the same objective as you and I, which is that through what we do in business to create better society. And that's what we want to be. Yeah. And I love that because it's a real passion of yours. You can tell, I think, that not only giving the current business leadership in the UK a voice, maybe beyond the UK, but also the next generation, something you're clearly passionate about. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, and obviously the next generation come massively equipped, you know, much better equipped than 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 I was. Um, I'm a bit older than you, I think, Phil. Um, but, you know, I, I didn't grow up in this world at all. So I'm really looking forward to working more with the next generation and also helping them a little bit, because I think there is a bit of a culture that has developed through social media, which is that everything has to be explained in a soundbite. That's why I like a podcast like this. And actually, there are some things you just can't explain in a soundbite. And therefore, you know, again, to develop a platform with you where you can have a slightly longer conversation than you can on Twitter. Um, Try and understand a little bit more what's being said. Ask a few more questions before you disagree and uh, and shut the particular idea or conversation uh, down. So, you know, if our vocal app can can help create some of that and a bit of a, a new culture for this type of engagement and communication, well, that would be fantastic. Yeah, it would be great. And I think for us, mobile first is a real passion, a real key thing. Yeah. Um, it was interesting last week when there was a lot of talk around Apple's valuation topping three trillion. Wow, yes. you know, and, and for me, I kind of wasn't surprised because I mean, I'm a big Apple fanboy, have been since day one. I think I've had every single version of the iPhone that's ever been released. But, um, you know, it's no shock that we are a mobile first society now. And these tools, these social media tools that you mentioned, they're very prevalent and they're, they're, they're ubiquitous. That's how we communicate. And I think I love your idea because they can be toxic. They can be damaging. Um, 
I love the idea of creating safe havens mm. for communities that share a passion, share an interest. I think that's magical. And I, I think we're going to see more of that. Oh, I think we are definitely going to see more of that. But, you know, it's, it's great that mobile is the gateway to that and we can harness that potential, harness that power in, in such a positive way. Oh, I, I, I totally agree with you. And by the way, talking of diversity and different views, you see, so I'm an Android user, you're an yes, Apple user, yes. you see. And, yeah. and, and both are... Uh, are I won't are hold that against you, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's very good. And and yes, I mean, I I totally, I totally agree. Look, I'm a... I'm a massive user and supporter. I'm not one of these people who says, you know, all this Facebook and Twitter and everything and Google, you know, it's all terrible. I mean, absolutely not. Um, I couldn't imagine how both privately and business-wise I could communicate, keep in contact, do the things I do without all of all of that technology that, that I've got handy in my uh, in my little Android uh, in my yeah. little Android device. But there is also uh, got to be a constant, a constant drive to to improve the ethics, to improve the level of responsibility. And I think, yes, you can do that by regulation. You can try and do that by, you know, forcing big tech companies into different behaviours. But actually, I think a lot of it needs to be sort of community driven. It does. Uh, you know, and, 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 and again, and this is where companies like yours engage solutions. One day you will be a, t- a three trillion bound uh, company. Um, well, and hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully an app like, uh, uh, like Vocal can, can help yeah i thought it was fascinating because it clocked last week that three trillion and the, G, the uk's gdp is 2.7 i think trillion so you, and and then i thought well gosh who invented the phone right because we still call them phones and they're, they're not really are they i mean i think if you look at the usage now your android phone is anything but now is it i mean you have one of these swanky foldy ones now i have to say <laughs> so that's very nice but i think you know when you look at it, it it's kind of no surprise but it's kind of really bizarre that the country that invented the phone if you go back to yeah. and this is linked to your manufacturing days I guess is that Alexandra Graham Bell who's a Scot yeah. a fellow innovative Scot you know um, he invented the phone the country that invented the phone okay I'm not going to get into the whole Scottish English UK thing but the, that is now worth more than the GDP of the whole country that invented it I mean it's just unbelievable how did we get there you know it's phenomenal yeah, it's amazing isn't it and actually what a lost opportunity that period has been for for the UK because you are right. You know, I remember when I first set out in my career, there were companies like Plessy and uh, GEC and yeah, Marconi. Yeah, that's right. And, and these were amazing communications companies. These companies could have been at the forefront of this communications industrial revolution. But we missed out and we left it to, uh, to others. Now, that all sounds very negative, but there is a positive here, which is that the the applications that sit on these mobile devices, that sit on the networks, on the 5G, that is something where I think we have and we have built a great strength. And indeed, you know, Engage Solutions is one of those companies prospering out of that. And uh, we're sat here in Manchester, and in Manchester there is a whole, you know, tech revolution of uh, companies uh, creating tech startups, tech communication companies, tech platforms. And so, you know, I think this this next wave of tech, um, we're hopefully going to ride a little bit better um, than the one we lost in the in the fundamental communications technology. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. But I suppose when you segued slightly there to that manufacturing, which is your background, and I love it, is is that you can't help but think, though, that how many brands are there that the UK used to be such a pioneer across almost everything, and how many are left? How many are, are UK-owned anymore? You know, it's, it's, it, where does it end and, and where... What, how, do we, how do we stop that from ha- keep happening? Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and I think a lot of it was lost when the UK sort of decided that its future was, was more services and, and financial services. Um, that vision wasn't totally wrong, um, but it forgot the fact that any services have to be high-tech services. And, and what we ended up doing is creating, you know, lots of call centers and, uh, um, and lower value e-commerce type solutions, for example. And what we should have been doing in that transition is to always focus on there being more high tech, high value. And of course, some of those industries are now coming through. You know, gaming would be one that, uh, that I would uh, include, uh, include in that. And of course, what we completely failed to do was to think what were the future industrial technologies, which of course today we now know it's offshore wind, it's hydrogen technologies, it's electric vehicles and, uh, and all of those things. And, and we just never created a proper vision for it. And uh, yeah, and we're uh, unfortunately suffering from that, especially in northern regions. But hopefully um, there is now a new opportunity, a new vision, and we can, uh, we can change her course a little bit. Yeah, and I think we've seen that just before Christmas. I think it was announced that Manchester is the biggest tech hub outside of London, which is great. Obviously, a city that's grown hugely, uh, even in the last couple of years. I think we had more cranes here, didn't we, than any other city in Europe, building all of these new offices and apartments. Uh, Obviously, during a time when everyone was thinking, oh, we're not going to be living in cities anymore. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. But I can't help but think that because we're so wedded to our mobile devices (laughs) and because we're so wedded to the technology that sits on them, you know, companies like Apple... I don't think it's going to be long before th- that they they hit four trillion. You know, yeah, it's, it, yeah. when when will it stop? And and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. But it's just it's fascinating to see the huge growth of these big tech plays. Yeah. Now and and look, the apples, the Googles, they 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 will have a you know a continued massive role. Um, I guess my passion is a little bit more in you know what can we do in a in a city like Greater Manchester with uh, with great tech companies with great tech skills, and what can we do to to grow our next tech companies here Um, and uh, if in 10 years time um, there's been out of that two trillion um, pound I tell you what I'll go for for a few billion actually Um, and uh, we've got some some new companies that have grown out of the tech ecosystem here in Greater Manchester that have created great new jobs prosperity and exports for this great city you know that's really what uh, um, what would please me probably even more than uh, than Apple going from three to four trillion (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'd wholeheartedly agree with that I mean Manchester's always been a city that invents things hasn't it and it's great to see that's going to continue hopefully and the work you're doing will do nothing but but facilitate that growth I'm sure but I think so vocals are launching next week (laughs) super exciting what do you see it what does success look like in a year's time well I, I it would be wonderful if through 
the work of Vocal, we have managed to uh, create some new next generation leaders. And the way I sort of vision it is to think of, you know, who would the five Marcus Rashfords of the business world be? in five years' time? And actually, it's quite an interesting question, because if you say, who is the Marcus Rashford of the business world today? You know, actually, there's not that many names come to mind. So if we could have helped create five who are, you know, vocal, who are contributing to the national debate on uh, on issues of business, but also on, on, uh, on society, and are helping create a, a fairer and also a calmer conversation than we're often having uh, at the moment in uh, in some of the, uh, the the sort of crisis situations we're trying to uh, to bring our country through yeah you're right there's a lot of frenzy around at the moment and and social media just tunes into that love really well doesn't it and sort of magnifies it and creates that sense of immediacy around that so i think that's probably one of the downsides to it isn't it and it's fascinating just the other week to see lush uh, the CEO mm. of Lush turning them off because he felt that the ironic situation had occurred where the social platforms that he was funding through for his own advertising were actually damaging his target demographic, which is, you know, yeah. typically teenage girls and the like. So it's it's really interesting to see the shift away from those platforms in, in that in that toxicness that they can often create or be part of. Yeah. Well hopefully vocal can have a bit of a a calming effect so it will be a social media platform yeah um but hopefully um with a more responsible community and a society feel to it and have a calming rather than this sort of you just call it a frenzy effect that we sometimes see on some of our other social media platforms yeah well, we look forward to that journey, look forward to seeing it. I think it's a great idea and honestly, well done for pulling it off and, and being able to get to the stage you've got to because you've attracted some really remarkable people, haven't you? It's part of your team and the wider associate group that you've formed. So I oh, think it's going to be really exciting to see it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, we're working with uh, with some 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 great leaders, uh, people like James Timpson, who runs a uh, a wonderful uh, business. Uh, my former uh, uh, CFO at Siemens, Angela Noon. Uh, some brilliant people we're uh, we're working with, and of course you, Phil. So uh, thank you very <laughs> much uh, to you uh, for for having uh, helped uh, us along the journey and having built our uh, our platform for us. And I look forward to the uh, to the ongoing great partnership. Brilliant. Well, thanks for coming in today, Jürgen, and sharing your stories and your thoughts. And, and I wish you all the best with your vocal journey moving forward. Thank you very much, Phil. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Engaged in Conversation. It was presented by our CEO, Phil Wedgwood. For more news and updates on Engage, visit our website at engagesolutionsgroup.com.